Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian, I'm on the phone with Ashvin, and today we're talking about Satanic Panic from 2019. Directed by Chelsea Stardust, written by Grady Hendrix and Ted Jogigan, <laughs> starring Rebecca Romaine, Haley Griffith, Arden Mirren, and Ruby Modine. This movie is about a pizza delivery girl whose night goes horribly wrong when she unknowingly delivers pizza to a satanic cult. Ashwin, had you heard much about this one? No, I had no idea about it. How, how did you hear about it? There was some horror Twitter buzz about it this year. Wow, okay. And, and some of the people on our Discord server have watched it and talked about it in the past. Cool. And uh, it's associated with uh, Fangoria. Or it's a Fangoria production, which I've heard you mention that before. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I recently got a gift of, of Fangoria magazine, but we're recording this in December, and it doesn't come till January, so hmm. I'm pumped for that. And it sounds like Fangoria every once in a while um, produces a movie. So otherwise, they're just like a magazine or something. Yep. Yeah, they have some very limited online content, but it is a physical magazine primarily. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this was released on VOD with a limited theatrical release in September 2019. And one of the topics of discussion on our Discord server was that Walmart changed the slipcover so that it just says panic. <laughs> yeah, why is that? They, they have the word uh, satanic in Walmart? I think that, yeah, they don't want to offend any religious customers. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, um. And you know, man, having just watched Dead Alive, it was interesting. This was kind of like splat sticky. Oh yeah, with the, with like the gore. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah, horror comedy right. that's super gory. Yeah, you're right. It was surprisingly gory, and uh, um, it, I feel like it wasn't throughout. There were like what, like three or four scenes where it, it was just like over the top gross. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and intestines, intestines <laughs> make a comeback. Yeah. Right. Do you pronounce intestines intestines in your daily life, or are you doing that to be funny? <laughs> no, I just never uh, really say that word, so <laughs> I feel like I read it intestines, and then like, oh wait, that probably isn't right. Maybe it's intestines. <laughs> okay, just wanted some background info there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. On second time, I always say it correctly. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the way it, it worked out in our dead alive episode. Too. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, you're right. Some some uh, similarities there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this book, My Best Friend's Exorcism? No. I feel like it's gotten a bit of a buzz over the past couple of years, and uh, it was written by Grady Hendrix, one of the the writers here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, is that uh, so? He he is that has nothing to do with this movie, though. No, nope. Just okay. Just another thing he did. Okay. Have you have you read that one? I haven't. No. Okay. Um, um, I, ma- I imagine it's like similar, like horror comedy. Yeah, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I have it on my my to read list, so I'll report back. Oh, okay. Um, and then Ted Gogigan, or whatever the hell his name is, wrote and directed We Are Still Here. Do you remember that one? Uh, why does that sound so familiar? No, I don't <laughs> We talked about it on the phone uh, oh. maybe a year, t- probably two years ago. We still what happens in that one? I have a, only a vague memory of it, man. Yeah. I want to say like a couple goes over to another couple's house and then like some demonic shit starts happening. Damn. Shit, I can't remember now. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. 
Yeah, I'm sure yeah. It's huh? frustrating for people who have seen the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but like, we were both so so on it. I went back and checked our ratings. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel less worse about it now. Um, speaking of the opposite of so-so, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine have been hot and heavy for 12 years. Oh, yeah, right. They're, They've been uh, married for a long time for Hollywood. Yeah. Did you, uh, I, I know I recognize uh, Jerry O'Connell, but I didn't really recognize Rebecca. I, I guess she was from X-Men. Yeah, yeah, and she was like a supermodel. A Victoria's oh, okay. Secret model, maybe? Or maybe a little bit of everything. Oh, cool. Okay. Back in the, uh, I think back in our coming of age days yeah okay and yeah. uh in our the, pube growing days oh man the best days <laughs> and in the main character uh samantha uh who's played by Haley griffith i think this is might be like her first film yeah i couldn't find much else on her so good on yeah. her the f- yeah everybody else had some some minor roles here and there uh ruby modine was in happy death day which we got to watch that in our that's on my 2020 list for episodes. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, there's not too much background on this movie. Yeah, I know. I couldn't find much. Yeah. Pretty um, uh pretty like indie film, uh low budget yeah. probably. Yeah. Limited release. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has sixty one percent from critics, forty seven percent for users. Yeah, not too much to talk about on this one. No. Uh I mean in in genre wise, you think it's like uh like culty or something? Yeah. Slash slasher uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh yeah, cult horror comedy. Yeah, splatstick. Splatstick. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Uh, well, I might just land a land an Ohio connection and then move on to the plot. If that's cool with you. Yeah, it works for me. So, <laughs> Rebecca Romaine, of course. Do you, well, you might not know this if you don't know much about Rebecca Romaine. She used to be married to John Stamos, who played Uncle Jesse. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and do you remember Comet, the family dog on Full House? Yeah, yeah, like a golden retriever or something? Yeah, golden yeah. retriever. Did you know that in the show his mother was from Ohio? Comet's mother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got such a deep backstory that we know <laughs> the state his mother was born in. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't notice in the show. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think there's an episode where like a stray dog... Wanders into their yard. It's from Ohio, and it has puppies, and they keep one of the puppies, and that's Comet. Wow! Oh my God, that's so random. <laughs> yeah, good connection. So Comet's got Ohio blood in his veins. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Represent. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Comet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? Move on to spoilers in the plot. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, hold on one sec, if you don't mind. I just ordered a verge, or I mean, a, uh, a pizza, and I, I think it's here. I'm gonna go get it. Oh, cool. Sounds good. All right. Be right back. Yep. Okay, man, I'm back. Hey, you got the pizza? I got the pizza, but uh, the delivery girl managed to escape. Uh, I did manage to grab the thermal bag, though, so so that's Ooh, something. She's going to be out in five bucks. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. So that generally got me curious. Have you ever known anyone with a pizza delivery job, or did you ever have one? No, no. Did you? 
No, but in the movie, she has to give a $5 deposit to her boss for the thermal bag, and she'll get it back at the end of the night after her deliveries. Yeah, and is Which that I true? I thought, like, that can't be real, but then I was like, oh, maybe I kind of want a thermal bag. Right. And, uh, so you don't know if that's true or not? I don't know if it's true, no. They are, like, I looked them up on Amazon. They're, like, 30 to 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Kind of makes sense um, that, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you're taking some risk as a delivery driver going out with that... Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like why would the delivery driver like have any incentive to run off with the thermal bag? You know, they could they could be handy. I have a place our favorite pizza place here in town doesn't deliver, so I go and pick it up and oftentimes when I get home it's it's a little colder than I'd like it to be. <laughs> so you need you thinking about getting your own personal uh thermal bag for pizza. Well, I just I just stole it from this delivery girl, so I'm good now. Oh, okay, cool. You're all set. <laughs> Just, nice. Now I just need to find that virgin for the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. You you asked her, right? Yeah. Okay. That's usually the first and question I ask. And then, of I course, asked. she ran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Uh, okay, man. Well, on to the plot here. So uh, we open with two characters who are having sex, and they are walked in on by someone that we don't see. It's kind of like the Michael Myers first-person view. And the girl who's having sex calls this character that we don't see mom and mom knocks the girl out and then attacks the guy and we don't really see what happens to him yeah then we like hard cut to uh sam our main character she's a down on her luck delivery girl she's not getting any tips on her first day and she gets a delivery to this affluent neighborhood that's kind of infamous called mill basin and the mansion that she delivers to stiffs her on the tip, and she's so frustrated at this point with her shitty day that she, like, knocks on the door, nobody answers, and she goes into the house to try to demand a tip. And she stumbles upon this huge party, and it turns out to be, like, a Satanist coven led by Rebecca Romaine. I really liked uh, how, like, the, the dynamic of that uh, party, because it didn't feel like it was almost like a business meeting, like, the way they were talking about, like, a, it was a great year, we had some, like, great results and things. That, that was, like, really funny dialogue that they were using. Yeah, it was almost like a meeting of, like, people who were together involved in, like, some sort of, like, pyramid scheme or online, like, <laughs> yeah. online sales team, like. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> she almost felt like one of those, like, uh, mega church preachers or some sort yeah, of, like, totally hypnotic charismatic leader type yeah. vibe she was very well cast yeah yeah great great performance yeah um so Haley gathers from what she's overhearing that this coven is upset that they just lost their virgin who turned out to be um impure um and you can kind of piece it together that rebecca romaine is talking about her own daughter and you oh. presume that that was her who walked in on the the opening Damn. scene. I didn't put that together at that point. <laughs> Whenever I say, as the viewer, you can piece it together, you're like, I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> nah, good, good catch. It took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> um, okay, so where was I here? So, they clearly they needed a virgin, and it's implied they need her for some sort of ritual, and somehow they realize Sam is a virgin and they capture her. It's basically the way this always happens in movies is like someone says something that's like remotely nerdy. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just like, wait, 
Are you a virgin? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I think she was like talking only about like a busking. Virgin would ever say the sentence you just said. Yeah, I think she was talking about like busking or something, and, and that's like when they realized she was a virgin. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Busking is uh, really big here in Asheville. I'd never heard that term before. So that's just basically playing music for money. Playing music on the street for money. Damn. Yeah, I had never really heard it. It's probably one of those terms I had heard but never really made note of until I lived here. Yeah, yeah, and they use it quite a bit in this film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they realize she's a virgin, and they capture her, and she eventually escapes to a neighbor's house. She's briefly trapped in a room with Jerry O'Connell, who's like who plays the disgruntled husband of Rebecca Romaine's character. And he tries to have sex with her to make her not a virgin to save her. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but she escapes. That was actually kind of a comedic scene. Kind of. And I feel like throughout the movie, uh, and, and I, I think as you get to the plot, like there are a lot of parallels in, in like social commentary going on here. And I wondered if this scene was kind of like the whole like toxic masculinity of like a, a male like being like, oh, let me save you by like having sex with you. And even though like she's clearly rejecting him. Yeah, there was definitely some stuff, some complex stuff going on there while it was still, it was played as kind of silly and funny, but yeah, um, he even said something at one point. He like, I think he like smacks her at some point. He's like, look what you made me do. I'm a feminist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But anyway, she eventually escapes to a neighbor's house and this neighbor's a young woman babysitting two boys. And the woman gives her a soda and like goes into the other room and told her that she's called 911. And you kind of get the vibe that something might be up. You never actually see her call 911. One of the little boys steals the soda that she's given to Haley, and then he drops dead after he drinks it, which is kind of the reveal that this woman's in league with the Satanists. And Sam hears something upstairs, I think, right? And she runs upstairs. Yeah. And she finds this woman, the woman from the opening scene of the movie who was having sex, this woman strapped to the bed, and she's about to be killed by a woman wearing what she calls a kildo, which is like this <laughs> boring drill that's like a strap-on dildo. Is that a real thing by any chance? <laughs> I, 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 dear God, I hope not. <laughs> it's like a uh, foot-and-a-half diameter drill. Yeah, that attaches at the waist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a very irreverent movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I liked the the playful vibe of it. Yeah, me too. It was creative. A little over the top. Yeah. Um, so this woman attacks Sam with the kildo, and in a bit of splat-sick humor, Sam dodges the attack, and the kildo impales the babysitter, who's the evil babysitter, and then... It goes through the wall. They're both pinned to the wall, and they hit electrical wiring, so the the wearer of the kill, though, gets electrocuted, which was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, So Sam now frees Judy, who's the woman who was tied to the bed, and it's revealed to the viewers that she is Rebecca Romaine's daughter. And once she find out, found out what they were planning to do with her, she had sex so that they, the coven couldn't use her. Um, and I think it's revealed here that the coven plans to bring Baphomet to Earth, but they need a virgin's womb to birth him. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile here, the coven, now like Judy and Sam are on the run, and the coven is making multiple attempts to capture or subdue these two from afar, like with some spells and stuff. Um, 
they send some sort of like sheet demon to get them, uh, <laughs> like literally bed sheets that try to attack them. And they try this spell on Judy to like tear her skin off. Yeah. But this was an interesting scene. And like Judy knows their magic and is having Sam write this like counter spell all over her skin. Is that what Sam's writing? I couldn't tell what she was like writing on her skin. Yeah, I think it's some sort of like counter spell. Oh, okay. And so Judy is like presuming she's going to die. So she's like, Sam, like, talk to me. Tell me anything. Tell me a story. And Sam like gives her whole backstory talking about that she was a cancer patient. She fell in love with a fellow patient who was like getting chemo with her. And then when she got better, she couldn't go like bear to go back to that world and see him like getting chemotherapy therapy mm-hmm. and like she basically just ditched him because it was like I'm cancer free like I don't want to live in this world anymore and she feels super guilty about it and she's kind of yeah yeah she's living with that guilt yeah how did you feel about this I don't know because I, I know we've been like knocking movies like where they force in the the like character development background story and this kind of felt forced, uh, even though like the acting and everything was great. And I, I like that they created this context where like she needs to hear the story to protect her from a spell for some reason. Um, but I, I wasn't entirely on board with it. Uh, what about you? You know, I actually kind of I, I saw similar complaints with reviews online, but I kind of liked it. Um, I like the backstory and I like that it was withheld for a little while. Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't right revealed right at the beginning kind of clunkily it was just like oh okay there, there's what's going on with with sam did i call her Haley before Haley's the actress oh yeah her character's name's sam yeah yeah i i don't know because like we saw like a, a very similar thing uh in haunt uh where i feel like some of these new movies they're just like using uh one scene or like uh like 10 or 15 minutes in the movie to like uh show some kind of flashback or like talk about uh, backstory and is that the same as isn't that like the whole like say it or show it don't say it and it, it's kind of doing the whole saying thing instead of showing yeah it. yeah that's interesting um yeah it, it's interesting just to see like what we nitpick what we don't i'm sure there are listeners who are like god what do these guys want from a movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I think there's a lot of complex stuff that goes into why something works and why it doesn't work and who it works for and who it doesn't. Because realistically, like, these, this is not objective when we review a movie. Like, this is how the two of us feel and so yeah. many other people yeah. feel like something worked or it didn't. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I feel like um, this was, like, the first, uh, like, throughout the throughout the movie so far, like, she's we, we don't really know much about her except, like, this is her first day. She's kind of down on her luck. And this was kind of a cool way to show, like, where she's coming from and... And I think it, like, built into her character pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point about the, like, show, don't tell screenwriting rule. Yeah. And I kind of want to bookmark that because I think this movie makes a pretty big screenwriting or just, like, fiction writing faux pas later on. Ooh, okay. That I want to talk about. All right. Um, anyway, this coven finally finds the girls because Rebecca Romaine calls up Sam's horny co-worker to deliver a pizza and basically implies, like, come over here and have sex with me, too. And she ends up poisoning him and pulling his intestines out of his mouth and does some spell where she can read info, like, via his intestines. That was hilarious. <laughs> like, she, it was actually pretty funny. She's just, like, 
rearranging them on the floor like there's some sort of puzzle and she's like yeah. uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> it's like reading tea leaves kind of like yeah exactly <laughs> and yeah. so like she uses that to determine their location yeah so they are captured um and there's a little bit of like drama relationship stuff for between like mother and daughter um and she's like you think i like running around in funny robes and killing my children like yeah <laughs> there were there were some funny lines in here they were in it, and i think they allude to like uh, a lot of classism where like sam keeps like calling them out on being like these rich people who like just think they can do whatever they want and then uh the mother here like saying some stuff about millennials like you kids like don't know uh what you can do or something like that so i, I feel like they were playing up a lot of these uh social very like conflicts that we have today with anxiety yeah, yeah, and I feel like there was a moment where, like, Judy and Sam were bonding and they were, like, about to go after the coven, and she was like, you're a blue-collar badass that just won't quit, and I'm a spoiled brat with a gun. They don't stand a chance. Yeah, really calling that out, yeah. Yeah, which, like, sounds hokey to hear me say it, but I actually kind of liked it in the context. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh, and coming up is one of my other favorite lines in the movie. Okay. But, um, so they're captured, and they wake up tied to this altar surrounded by the coven, and the coven builds this circle of salt around them so that no other demons can get in, just like they're surrounded by this giant circle of salt. And there's been some infighting in this coven the entire time, like throughout the movie. We, we didn't talk about it here, but Rebecca Romaine ends up killing one of her would-be usurpers, and when her body falls to the ground, it breaks the circle of salt. Like the camera zooms in and shows her breaking the circle. Um... So Judy gets her throat cut by Rebecca Romaine, her own mother. And then we see Sam's belly get very obviously pregnant. Uh, she gives birth and she's in such pain that she repeats this mantra to herself that her chemo boyfriend taught her. And I think it's like two fuzzy bunnies, two funny buzzies, two yeah. fuzzy bunnies. She screams out in pain and looks down at what she's birthed and it's two fuzzy bunnies. And then she looks up and she's alone. The the cult is gone, except there's this little girl who I think we've seen a couple of other times, just like randomly in the movie. Yeah, I think she was there like in the intro, maybe. Like, yeah, like the there's just been a couple of times where Sam sees her and is like, huh, wonder who that is. Yeah. This girl tells her she's a demon of higher status who got into this ritual because the salt barrier, barrier got broken. And she's apparently jealous that the coven is worshiping Baphomet instead of her. So she's pissed at them, and Sam convinces the demon to spare her life. The demon kills all the rest of them. So Sam essentially returns to reality, being surrounded by this coven, and then all the coven members are just, like, choking to death through this demon's magic. Yeah. And Sam flees the scene. She picks up one of the bunnies on her way out. And we wrap up the movie with her quitting the pizza place and riding on her Vespa to Australia, a place where she and her, like, chemo boyfriend had fantasized about. And she's got her bunny with her, who she has named Judy Jr. Judy Jr. in honor of her her buddy, Rebecca Romaine's daughter. Oh, is that why she went to Australia? I, I couldn't figure out why she was going to Australia. That, that came up early in the movie. Yeah, that was a little weak, but yeah. they Remember she was playing that song at the beginning of the movie about Australia? Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, if she didn't have five bucks to buy gas for her scooter, how is she going to get to Australia? It's a good question, man. Maybe yeah. she stole some money from the, uh... No, we would have seen that happen. I don't know. Yeah. it's interesting. 
Maybe she raided some of the mansions. Yeah, I would have at that point. Yeah. Could buy a lot of thermal thermal bags with the money <laughs> yeah, in those mansions. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy, buy a ticket with a bunch of thermal Gone bags. Gone are the days of cold pizza for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, so what do you think of this movie, man? Pros, cons? Uh, I, th- I thought the story was really creative, and uh, I thought the acting was great. Like, Sam, I thought, carried the movie really well. And, yeah, that bit of, like, character development, like, I think added to her character and, like, her motivation. And you could really, like, kind of uh, feel for her, like, she's, uh, you know, struggling on her first day at the job, and now she's being chased by a bunch of demons. So I, I thought all the characters were really well. The acting was really good. The story was uh, good. Um, I didn't have too many, like, knocks against it. I, th- I thought it was, like, pretty sharp overall. What about you? Uh, what did you think of the ending? I was kind of confused. Uh, you're talking about like when the when the girl pops up and like basically like, knocks out the whole cult. Yeah, yeah, I was super confused. I, I didn't get that, but I had to like read up on it at later. Uh, I th- I think it was kind of smart because the whole movie is kind of playing to like yeah, there's this cult, but then there's like this reality of it of like people in the cult not getting together, uh, classism or like you know some areas of friction, and then even like within the demon world, you have this like you know demon on demon friction, and I thought it was kind of aligned with the rest of the stuff. But what did you think? Demon on demon friction. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, so th- this was the the faux pas I was talking about, the, the like fiction writing faux pas. Yeah. So there's this concept called Deus Ex Machina, um, which means God from the machine, I think, in Latin. Uh-huh. And it's when some like new event, character, ability, or object solves a like seemingly unsolvable problem in a sudden, unexpected way. Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of just like out of nowhere, something that wasn't in the story at all saves the day. Like the character doesn't do it through her own mm-hmm. ability or skills or the way she's developed. It's just like basically God's hand reaches down and saves you. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's what definitely like almost literally what happened here, except like a demon's hand reaches down and saves you. Yeah. Though she is able to convince the demon to let her go because of the rule of the Sams, which was something she learned earlier in the film, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. That um, was foreshadowed. I, yeah, because I think that Sam's demon was... out for each other. Yeah, because otherwise the demon was just going to kill her too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that part. That that added some depth. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying. Like, overall, it's like this random event that happens at the end uh, that ends up, like, saving the day. You know, like, some other force that we didn't know about. But there was, like, some kind of illusion, like, when they talked about... Uh, and I was worried they weren't going to, like, hit on this, but, like, the fact where if you pour salt down, the demon can't cross it. And we saw, like, two instances where the salt was broken. And so I, I didn't feel like it was totally out of place. And I kind of had in my mind that, like, oh, the line just broke, like, something's going to come in here. Right. Okay. Yeah, but maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm wrong. You, you felt like it was, it was, like, kind of out of nowhere? Yeah, it felt like a little bit of a cop-out almost. But Yeah. But you're making some good points, and you're kind of convincing me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I was confused overall. Like, it was, it was crazy, because, yeah, you, she's, like, you think they're they're done for, and then suddenly everything's, like, just fine. Right, yeah. And, like, sometimes something like that can totally work. Um, one of the examples I read when I was reading up on this concept was the Velociraptor T-Rex scene at the end of Jurassic Park. Oh, sure. Like, Jurassic <laughs> like, Park spoiler, if you haven't seen it. But yeah. 
the characters are doomed. They're surrounded by these two velociraptors, and then the T-Rex comes in and eats the velociraptors. That's like the end of every Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, some surprise <laughs> yeah. dinosaur pops up. To yeah, like a dinosaur ends up saving the day instead yeah. of the characters. Yeah, but like, you know, in this movie, you're going up against, like, the devil, basically. And you kind of see the devil, right, in one scene? Or was that, uh, like, uh, we, did, we see, the like, a, a demon, right? During I the can't whole, remember. What scene are you talking about? Uh, during, like, the whole, like, orgy scene when all that's happening and she's getting pregnant, like, this demon with, like, all these eyes, like, shows up. And I couldn't tell if that was the the demon that they were praying to or that it was this little girl who's actually a demon. Oh, yeah. I think that was Baphomet. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, the chance of her, like, defeating... I mean, it would have been cool to see her, like, defeat uh, the demon by herself. Right. But, yeah, I guess there's something to be said for, like, a story where you get you get away by the skin of your teeth. Yeah, yeah. Through luck. Right. Um, um, but, yeah. but but other than that, I agree with everything you said. Like, I thought the acting was good. The characters were fairly developed and kind of fun. Like, there were some straight-up funny lines. Oh, so right before that they, like, about are about to do the ritual, Rebecca Romaine says to Sam, you're going to lose your virginity and give birth at the same time. Fear yeah. is appropriate. <laughs> Fear is appropriate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought she had some great lines in there. I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she, I actually thought she really nailed it. I thought she was great. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I liked her a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think overall it was just like a lot of fun, kind of funny, little a little hokey, but I didn't mind. Yeah. And, and I like that like a lot of the side characters were like hilarious. Like the the guy that she's, uh, the, that, that dude that, that's like trying to get with uh, Sam who shows up, he's he pretty funny. Um, the guys like at the pizza joint are pretty funny. The neighbors who are like all part of it, but then like bickering, like they're like some neighborhood, like community. Uh, I, th- I thought there were like a lot of great comedic elements. Yeah. Yeah. That, that dude, when he's hitting on her at the beginning, he's like the only movies I watch are documentaries. And when I go to the gym, I listen to books. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so corny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought they did a good job. Uh, good comedy. And uh, I don't know. I guess not very scary overall, right? No, there w- there wasn't anything scary about it. Yeah, it was, but also, it was entertaining, uh, fun yeah. popcorn movie. I thought it was really surprising that they killed Judy. I thought I didn't think anyone was gonna die, like any of the main characters, like the the good ones. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a dark movie in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah the gore that you mentioned, uh, it, yeah, between the scene like where she's like putting her hand in her husband to pull his heart out. Then playing out the intestines, there's there's some yeah. gory stuff. Yeah, actually, I sent this like a screenshot of this movie poster to boot to our friend Alex, who was on our Slice episode, and uh, I was like, "Hey, this movie's a better version of Slice," <laughs> and he asked if he could handle it. Like, P.S. I I had a hard time listening to your Dead Live episode. And then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> avoid this movie." Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot gorier. But you, yeah, you're right. I, I kept thinking that too. Like, this is kind of like Slice. Uh, yeah, but a little better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, a lot better, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, anything else or move on to the zero to five? Uh, no, I think that, yeah, I think that's it. All right, the zero to five, uh, Kildos. What do you give this? Oh, man, that Kildo. I'm, I'm going to shop for one of those. I, I think I'd give it four Kildos. What about you? <laughs> 
I'd like to see what comes up when you Google kill dove. <laughs> I will. And then try to get more specific. I think a box is going to show up on your doorway this Christmas. <laughs> uh, sorry, what did you, what'd you rate it? Oh, four. Four kill How about you? I was torn between a four and a 3.5, but after our conversation, I think I'll give it a four, too. All right. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Wow, we both agreed completely on the two movies we talked about tonight. Damn. <laughs> ah, man. We're going to have to start disagreeing more. Well, I mean, just go to the Dr. Sleep episode if you <laughs> yeah. want a gap in the ratings. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, man. Cool. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Satanic Panic. Uh, if you did, you can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show, and we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to join the discussion, you can find our social links on our website, horrormovieclub.com. We've got Facebook and Twitter and Discord. I, I realized the other day that the Discord link on our site, like the icon isn't the actual Discord icon. It just <laughs> looks like a little paper clip that you use to attach or attach a link. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, if you see a little paper clip icon on the top right of our website, that is the Discord server. You can join that to talk to some cool people i'll try to fix that but uh yeah uh we're on patreon patreon.com slash horror movie club if you want to pay a buck every month you'll get a little bit of bonus content hopefully more coming your way um and you can help support the show we announce next week's movie on facebook and twitter if you want to follow us there our logo is done by Amy May Pop Art, so check her out on Etsy.com. And I never mentioned this, but Amy does really great portraits of like if you've got pictures of your dog or pictures of your kid or your family, she like pop art eyes them. Uh, you should just go to Etsy.com and look up Amy May Pop Art. We've gotten some great Christmas and birthday gifts from her site over the years. So she has horror related stuff too, but she does some great work with portraits and pictures of your family so check her out if you're looking for gift ideas for any reason this will unfortunately probably come out after christmas but uh anyway wow i'm rambling on this closing uh i guess until next time if you want to get a gig as a pizza delivery person just make sure you have sex first <laughs> don't go in a virgin <laughs> <laughs> <Good advice. laughs>